Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Dan DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder, and uh, it is a pleasure to be here with you this evening, no matter where you're listening from. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our ministry, uh, our mission to sow hope into the broken hearts that are uh, still beating in this world. So uh, thank you so much, and uh, it's great to be with you. And as always, I am joined by my uh, co-host, Ann DeSantis. Welcome, Ann, and how are you this evening? I'm doing well, and welcome, everyone. Always great to be here. hope all of you are doing well, despite the fact that this is such a challenging time for all of us. So we, we always send our prayers to all of you uh, during times of crisis. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, we have a wonderful, uplifting guest uh, with us uh, this evening for tonight's program. So why don't you tell us who that is? Yes, I am so excited about this show. I've been thinking about this all day that we have uh, the wonderful Nancy Ward, Catholic author, and you can learn more about us, about Nancy at her two websites, which is nancyward.com. And the other one is joyalive.net. So Nancy, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. So how, how are you doing? I know you're coming to us from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, uh, at- doing too well with the coronavirus right now, but I, I, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. Really good. Praise God. Praise God. I know you are a person of deep faith and a very good Catholic writer. So I, I definitely encourage people who are listening to this podcast to check out her website and also her social media at Nancy Ward. Now, I think uh, on social media, are you also at Nancy Ward or is it a, a specific uh, title that they want to look for? Actually, the a website is nancyhcward.com 
and that's the, what I use on media is, is Nancy H.C. Ward, because there's so many Nancy Wards out there, and some of them are writers. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, praise God. So Nancy, NancyHCWard.com, make sure that you check that out. And Nancy's mission is all about inviting you to share your personal faith story. So I thought we could start there, Nancy, for people who are listening. What does that mean exactly? How can sharing one's personal faith story make a difference for others? Well, you know, in the advertising world, they say that facts tell, but stories sell. And there's so many ways to evangelize, but it was uh, Pope John Paul II, our great uh, Pope, that, that I discovered, he said that he taught us all that the most effective way to evangelize is through our personal witness. And that just bowled me over because I thought, that's not so hard. Because I, you know, I don't know every every scripture. I haven't got all the scriptures memorized. I'm not a theologian. I don't know how to bring people to the Lord through theology very well. I can answer their questions once in a while or, or find it in the catechism. But my story is something that I always have with me. And that I can tell little incidences of how the Lord has transformed my life. And they listen. They really are interested in stories. That's really the big thing, as you know, right now, is stories. I agree with you completely. I think that uh, more than more than ever, the, the good lives that people are living, lives of virtue, can make such a difference for society, and also just in doing God's will. And so I'm grateful to you that you have brought that to the forefront and how important it is to share our own personal stories and faith journeys. Really, honestly, that's what it is. So uh, on that note, uh, Nancy, I wondered if you could share with us your own faith journey. Well, my story began, uh, of course, I wasn't a Catholic. And uh, so I was uh, raised as, as a Protestant. And I was, you know, baptized in my grandmother's Protestant church when I was a year old. And I went to everything that the church, every time the church was open, I was there. I love that church. I was not ever going to leave it. I, I was not shopping for another church ever. I was just very, very happy with that uh, church. And when I was 15, I went on a youth retreat. And I was just overwhelmed by the love of God, that, that joy that came up from my heart I didn't really recognize what it was at first but I knew that he was real that Jesus was real and that he loved me individually and that was just so wonderful I couldn't even talk about it I was so I was shy but I couldn't I couldn't tell anyone about that because it, it was just such a precious secret I thought if I if I it's a treasure if I share it it's going to just like be gone, you know. I, I didn't know, and I didn't know how. How do you explain something like that to someone when you're 15 years old? So I kept all of that inside me, and then three years later, my father died unexpectedly, and I'll tell you, and uh, there was nobody to comfort me but the Lord, and I could just go to Him with all of my array of emotions, and He was always. I knew He would always be there for me, and so I I kept this inside. My, our family was, of course, in disorder. 
at that time. And so I never shared, really shared that experience with, with my family. As strange as it sounds these days, because I share it with everybody now. But uh, that was what happened. And then when my father died, I made that decision of what I wanted in my life was to establish a Christian home with a devout Christian man and, you know, live happy. So, so the next year that I met a man in college and he was, he fit all the criteria. Trouble was uh-huh. he was a Catholic. <laughs> you know, here I've got this, uh, this wonderful uh, thing that I've been praying for and God has answered this prayer. And, and what do I do? Because here I am with this beautiful church family that I've grown up with and everybody's, so our family is, of course, since with my father's death, so close to the, I even worked at the church at that time. I was helping the, um, as, as a part-time job. And so it's like, you can see my situation, but we, we worked that out. I knew that he was such a devout Catholic that I wouldn't even ask him to change because then that wouldn't be, he wouldn't be who, who I wanted because if he was that easily, you know, speared from his faith. And so we worked it out. I, I had the mistaken idea Catholic Church unless you're a Catholic. Well, I had to get, I found, well, that's not true at all. And they didn't even expect that. In fact, my father-in-law um, was not a Catholic at that time. So it was all misunderstanding on my part, you know, these myths about the church. And so we did get married. We got married in the Catholic Church, but without Mass. Somehow, both the families like were very happy with it. And so then that's that's how that started. So I did not convert right away. Um, in those days, uh, we ha- the men had to serve in the military service for two years or two or three years. So we we went off. We were away from home away from my church, away from his church. And I decided that I would try out this Catholic lifestyle. Okay. And my husband was gone quite a bit, like four and five months at a time. And so I was kind of on my own and I would go to mass by myself and uh, later with a baby, you know, the next time, uh, a year later. And I think there was no one in that church that I that knew who I was or spoke to me except the pastor because I was going to the pastor for instructions in the Catholic church. Okay. So then we got transferred to another um, port. And so I started over with a different priest. Okay. I started over these classes. And then the third one, the third time, the next time we got transferred, the priest was about halfway through his first or a second um, talked to me and he said, Nancy, you know enough to become a Catholic. When you get home after this, this next year, you, you go to that priest that married you and you tell him that you want to be baptized. I was, I just looked at him and I thought, what, what he's saying is right. I just had this peace come over my heart that told me that I, yes, I was ready. I was ready to become a Catholic. And so that's what we did. A few months later, we, when we got back in transition to, um, to civilian life, we, I, we went back to that same church where we were married and I had all the sacraments in one afternoon. <laughs> it, was, it was quite an exhilarating experience. And so that was, that was my 
first. Wow. That was my conversion story at that time. Wow, that's amazing. That was my start. (laughs) That's incredible. All the sacraments in one shot there in in one afternoon. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm like, I've already been baptized. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I got, I got double baptism and later on I got confirmed again and and I'd already been confirmed. So my family didn't really understand that, but they love, they love Phil so much that I just thought that was wonderful. Yeah, that's so cool. That's very cool. Oh, I I love it, Nancy. I just, I'm having all these little visuals in my head as you're giving your story. And I think that's what a story does, doesn't it? It just draws a picture for the mind of this person's landscape of their life. And, uh, and you are a person of deep faith and, uh, and not originally Catholic for any of our listeners who uh, possibly aren't Catholic, but um, what a great story of encouragement in faith. So, and then it led you to where you are now, where you, God came to you somehow in a thought or in, in a, uh, an idea to say, you know what, it's all about faith stories. And, and I agree with you. I do think that a lot of our evangelization efforts are very personal and when we share that faith story, my goodness, does it make a difference? I wondered if you could share, you know, you have heard so many faith stories on your website to, to share their faith stories, all the different faith stories that people have. Well, you know, as converts like to read other people's stories just as curiosity to see how, how they came in. And they're so, all so different. Uh, when I collected these uh, faith stories on my blog, I picked out 30 of them that, that go in the, the books that I wrote. And they're so different uh, that I I have a difficult time picking out which one I like because there's one story about an atheist and another about a Mormon, and another one about a Jewish man, and just so many different ones. That I, I, I just, um, I'm just overwhelmed by the graciousness of of the Holy Spirit to bring all of these these dear people into my life, and they become my my, my mentors over again, inspiring to me. They, you know, they wrote them in the first person, so it's it's their voice. And uh, of course, my story, I I, uh, I didn't become an evangelist right away. As soon as I joined the church, there was quite a, quite a gap that that. Uh, that our family that our family went through. Uh, so right away, didn't that wasn't right away. Uh, in fact, um, it was a renewal experience 15 years later that really empowered me to share my faith and, and write this book, Sharing Your Catholic Faith Story. Uh, we had four children, and then at this time in our family, relationships were really deteriorating. I guess we just got into a rut of materialism or I don't know, we were all competing for the resources of the family, the time, the attention and all that. And, and we were kind of, uh, kind of dragging our kids to church. Frankly, we weren't really involved in the parish. We thought we were good Catholics. You know, we went every Sunday and our children went to CCD classes at that time. And uh, we just, my husband and I both just into at different times, separately at this time, we're just calling out to God to just, you know, 
help us with his family were just falling apart. And the first um, outreach program that we discovered was the Curcio. And so we went to the Curcios, that's uh, based on retreats, the men's and the women's. And we just really got revitalized at that time and met a lot of um, Catholic families and discovered there was life outside Sunday Mass. You know, all these people in the parish, we didn't know very many of them. And so we just about got started with, um, with that group. And my husband um, got an opportunity to serve on the staff of uh, MIT. So off we go from Dallas, <laughs> Austin with four little snowsuits. So, so that, that was an experience for three years. And, and at the end of that, we start, the last summer we were there before we came back, we went to a church down the road little small church and the priest there was so uh, loving and open and I don't, it just had a completely different atmosphere. We just felt really close to those people, even though we only saw them occasionally and, and to the, to the Lord in that particular church. So when we got back to Dallas, we've got to find us a church like that. Well, there wasn't one to be found. I mean, we, we really looked and we just couldn't find that, atmosphere that was that was growing uh, up there at that time in that church so we settled in a neighborhood with good school district and this church we went to it was not very um well it was kind of dead really i mean i i just don't want to say any more about it but it wasn't inspiring at all and so my husband went to a men's retreat kind of to get out of the family situation, I think. And he heard about this other renewal program that, that uh, had Life in the Spirit. It was called Life in the Spirit. It was like a renewal program. And so he went to it, and then he took me there. And I just loved it. We both just loved it. The music, the, the worship, the, the fellowship, a nice Protestant word, was just so beautiful. And so we went through this uh, Life in the Spirit seminar, and uh, you learn all these things about how much God loves you, which we really didn't have a lot of education about, and uh, how we, just the whole relationship with the Lord. And we, and so at the, at the end of this, they pray with you for a new infilling of the Spirit, even though we've had it at confirmation. And so these lay people and this priest were praying with me, for this new infilling of the spirit. And it was you know, taking me back to my original retreat on, on the mountain when I was 15. And um, when they finished praying with me, I, I opened my eyes and, and it was like that. It was like that scene in the wizard of Oz, you know, when Annie Elm's house lands in Oz and Dorothy who's in black and white, opens the door to Oz and everything is technicolor. There's this beautiful life there that she never imagined. That's what happened to me. Oh, that I love it. Gave me that fire. So I began to develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit and, and I was awakened to that new evangelization and we would go out in groups and evangelize. We went to Rome conference one time and we went to the Rome Coliseum and we're evangelizing these people and we don't even know them. But our group did this, and we did a lot of things like that. And and this fire of the spirit just 
was just fueled by almost endless retreats and teachings and Bible studies. I just couldn't get enough of that. And so I began adding a renewal stories to my collection. And uh, that's when I real heard about John Paul saying, you know, this is the most effective way to evangelize. And so I sort of uh, thought, you know, I could, I, I, I'm doing that with the group. I, I could probably do this by myself. And but how do I do it? Because I was used to this group um, program, you know. And so for about three weeks, everywhere I looked, everything I listened to on the radio or read was the same scripture kept coming over and over. And it's first Peter. It's always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope, but do it with gentleness and reverence. And that just said, okay, how can I always be ready to share a little something? How can I do that? And that is what really started this whole evangelization with your story, because I had um, been journaling most of my life and I've been writing down all of these things that the Lord had showed me and different things that had happened to me and just all these story, little stories. And so I used my journal to um, uh, share little stories in my life that it happened to me because I had all the details there. And so I shared them on my blog and, and I put together a little workshop for, with talks that was based on what I'd learned about evangelization and how Catholics could, you know, effectively, you know, fulfill their, this baptism commission that we have to evangelize by sharing our faith story. But at the workshops, guess what the, they would say? Where's the book? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, you know, and we did a DVD, but no, where's the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to go along with people who do Catholic speaking or any type of uh, yeah, speaking yeah. that the yeah. book is side by side with the with the speaker. Right. right. Eventually, so, it was just not at first. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Nancy, your story is such a great one, though, um, you know, and I think so many people can relate to it. I think that's the thing that that makes it such a um, such a powerful story is the fact that people out there can actually relate to this. And, you know, there are there are, you know, moments in there of God's extraordinary grace. But there are also just some good old fashioned regular moments of of life that just take place that we realize, you know, okay, in, in my day-to-day -day journaling, in my day-to-day, -day, um, you know, going about my, my, my daily life, God is still intervening. God is still intervening, and he's still helping me. And, and I am being lit on fire through these different, um, you know, efforts that I make in my life to seek the Lord. So whether it's through, you know, the sacramental graces, whether it's through uh, the charismatic renewal, uh, you are experiencing the power of the Lord. And the more important thing is that you are uh, sharing that and you're encouraging people to share that. And I, and I uh, often do say that stories are the most powerful way um, to, to, to teach because that's the way Jesus taught. He taught in stories. And so if we teach in stories uh, the faith, and it's the stories of our lives that, um, that, that often, you know, continue to uh, minister to people because it's the Lord working through our story. Uh, and we have to share it. You know, um, I, I think one of the things that 
you know, uh, you want to encourage is is people sharing their story. Uh, and oftentimes you don't have to do that from a stage. You don't have to do that from a stage. You don't have to do that from some mega conference. You can just do it from where you are and your per, you know, your station in life. It doesn't have to be some big, uh, you know, I had this amazing conversion experience. No, pull over one of your friends at a coffee shop and talk with them about, you know, how Jesus has made uh, a difference in your life. And you know what? He can make a difference in yours too. So I just think that that's so fascinating, and you've done an amazing job of, um, you know, sharing your story today, but also capturing that over the years for 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 people to have <laughs> to have a book that can. Um, that can help, you know, equip them to, to, to do exactly that. Yeah, I love it too. And I, I agree with Bill completely that personal stories uh, really make the difference to evangelize because that's exactly what Jesus did. He cared about the individual human being. I mean, when we're trying to evangelize people, yes, we think we may think to ourselves, hmm, how do I reach the most people? But really when you're just authentic, like you are, Nancy, I think that's where it all happens when we authentically care about every person. Um, that's where evangelization really happens. Um, I wondered if you could share with us about your latest book, because I think that's so interesting for people to hear and how they can find out more. Yes, uh, the book is uh, Sharing Your Catholic Faith Story. And the subtitle is Tools, Tips, and Testimonies. So I, I take my convert my first uh, conversion story and and in another chapter my renewal story and um the holy spirit really did a, a lot through through this book i mean i had a kind of an outline and i had things in there but the holy spirit really refined refined it to, to something that i think is very effective and and so i i t teach how in the like the workshop i show you how to uh structure of faith story the most effective way to do it and how you order your um, events in your story, whether it's just a little thing, a short one or a long one. And uh, then, then I use my story and I tell my conversion story using the, the structure. And, and then I tell my renewal story because uh, so story. And then I go through that same process again, the same structure of a renewal story, which is very similar to a conversion story, that you structure it the same way. So if you have some incident in your life, you've got this little structure that you can put that in. So you're not telling, you're not getting off on, on, on the wrong track. And uh, so that's the first part of the book. And the second part, that's your tools. And, your, and then I have 10 tips that are really uh, like, cautions about things you should do and things you shouldn't do uh, that will put, put people off. And then the second half is 30 testimonies, Catholic stories, as we were talking before, Catholic stories that they wrote, the people wrote themselves, the Catholics, converts. And um, I noticed in the news today, uh, Bishop Mark Seitz was um, in the news today because he, um, he wrote this beautiful thing about um, uh, coronavirus and how it's changed our can change our lives and what we should what we should appreciate and the pope called him about it our city right uh, oh wow bishop sites is from richard okay. he's the uh, bishop of el paso and uh, his story his little vocation story of how he 
how he decided to become a priest when he was a little boy. It's one of the stories in this book, and I just love. And I was just so excited today to uh, see see that see him uh, uh, in the limelight a little bit because he is such a humble man. So that's one of the stories. We have vocation stories, we have conversion stories, renewal stories, and a couple of vocation stories, and he's one of them. And so that was kind of exciting today. Yeah, that's very exciting. Now I just want to invite people right now. I know a lot of you are listening are into Amazon as I am too. And I'm actually at Amazon now, right? As we're on this podcast. So you want to look up Nancy H C Ward because uh, that's her, her profile. And let me just read it because I think this is good for people to hear. It said that you were once a shy convert, spent decades writing about conversion, Christian community and the Catholic faith. After earn, earning a journalism degree, she worked for many years for the Texas Catholic newspaper of the Diocese of Dallas and the Archbishop Sheen Center for Evangelization and later began her own editing service. An active member of Catholic Writers Guild and a regular contributor, contributor to a number of high profile Catholic publications online, such as Catholic Mom, spiritualdirection.com, newevangelizers.com. She also has a busy blog on spirituality called joyalive.net. She's a contributing author to the Catholic Moms Prayer Companion. Now through her Sharing Your Catholic Faith Story workshops, retreats, books, and DVD, she shares her own conversion story at Catholic parishes and conferences equipping others to share their own stories. I just wanted to read that because I think it kind of encapsulates everything. I mean, I'm big time into Amazon. So I just encourage people to check out sharing your Catholic faith story. Nancy's the real deal. I mean, uh, she is not only a Catholic that knows her faith, but she is a real kind, compassionate human who, who cares about people's faith stories. And you know, that's what it's all about. It's all about loving people because as Catholics, that's Part of being catechized is knowing our faith, but it's also caring about human beings, right? Isn't it, Nancy? I mean, it's caring about humans. It's not just, do I know my faith so well? Do I know that catechism so well back and forth? Am I following all these Ten Commandments? Well, outside of the commandments, too, is actually being proactive and being a loving and good human being to others, right? And sharing your faith. So... Very important right now. Um, Very important right now. Coronavirus, I, I can tell you, it's uh, there's people are hurting. They they need that hope. They need for they need that hope, and, and you can give it to them by sharing what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life. I mean, Amen. if you think about it, we're all uh, in flux. We're all uh, unexpected things are just happening to us faster than we can really process them. At least that's the way it is in my life. And, and I just, uh, I just find such comfort in, in the Holy, knowing the Holy Spirit is going to help me through this. And, and I can go and, and, and journal and uh, talk about it to him and, and listen to, to think, listen to solutions. And, and, and right now the Holy Spirit is using me and this book to help a lot of people who are, are coping with this transition into a new lifestyle of, well, it's going to be, it seems like it's constant restraining and changing, 
And I didn't know that this book would be used for this purpose, but I'm now realizing that the Holy Spirit has many uses for it in mind. I've, I've done more, um, the, of course, the churches aren't open, so I'm are not doing the workshops, but I've done more uh, podcasts and radio shows in the last couple of months than I've ever done because people want to know how, how can, how can they get through this? And, and this book has some answers because you have a story that people need to hear. Uh, let me just tell your listeners, think about what you've been going through over the last couple of months, the huge changes in your life. And then think about a time that you were very disappointed or sad and God came and the Holy Spirit came and comforted you and changed all of that. And think about the fact that the people that are helping you now, you, you didn't even know them. Some of my neighbors, I didn't even know. And they're calling me saying, what can I get you at Walmart? What, what, how can I help you out? And all that kind of stuff. People that think about how the kindnesses of other people that have happened to you. These are little stories before and after stories that, that you, you never experienced. There's somebody out there that's going through some of that and they need to hear your story because that will bring them hope. Maybe they're grieving for someone they've lost. And for me, I could say, well, I haven't lost anyone in, in this coronavirus, but I can tell you what happened to me when my father died and Jesus was the only one to comfort me. And he will be there for you too. Some little, that's just not even a story. That's just a paragraph of encouragement, what I call it. A little bit of encouragement. But you're sharing, you're sharing from your heart and you have stored in your heart these stories that you've written down in your journal. And it's helped you clarify the things that you're going through. And then the Holy Spirit puts something on right next to you in the grocery store or um, at some other event in the neighborhood, someone stops to talk to you and you say, let me, let, let me, um, let me suggest that, that you pray about this and, and let me tell you what happened when I prayed about some similar thing and how God helped me out and uh, how he filled in those gaps and, and, and things that I didn't know how to do because there were, so new and so or healed me of something that that I was going through and 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 they want to hear that because they're looking for that hope and that's what you're that's what you're sowing on this program that's what you're doing when you're sharing what God has done in your life and that's what evangelizing is all about it is it is I mean um, I say so often on this show that sowing hope is about the fact that there are so many in our world who are marginalized. And I use that word a lot because what is marginalized? Is it the homeless guy on the street or the woman? Yeah, it is. But it's also anybody who doesn't feel part of community who has been made an outcast. It could be somebody in your own family or extended family who is gossiped about, talked about, left out, not part of the group. That's the marginalized person. That's what God is calling us. That is who is God is calling us to reach out to, right? Right. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's real easy to like the real popular people 
the person in your family or in your neighborhood or even in your church who everybody loves and, and uh, admire so much. But as Christians and as Catholics, we're called to reach out to that person that you know who is on the outside. That's what Jesus Christ did. And I think, Nancy, the way that you're sharing these stories and inviting people to share their stories of faith, it invites the, that marginalized person, that person who's on the fringes to come forth, doesn't it? I think so. It really does. And, you know, that's what we're called to be as, as catechists, right? People who know their faith. You know, if you go somewhere and you're at a party or you're at a neighborhood function or you're at church or in your extended family, that person who's sitting by themselves, they deserve to be invited in. That's exactly what Jesus Christ did. And we're in the middle of this pandemic and this crisis that we're in. You know, when, when there's violence that's going on, we're called to reach out to that person who is on the outskirts. Right. Oh, you're we really right. are. That is what we are being. And Nancy, I congratulate you for doing such a good job with the work as an author, as a speaker. I mean, I'm just completely amazed at, at the work that you're doing. And it, I feel very invited to learn more about your ministry and to even to share my own faith story with you, because I know that's an invitation that you give to everybody. Nancy gives that invitation to everybody to share their faith story. So what a great thing. Yeah. Thank we're, you, Nancy. We're talking about that person that's sitting by themselves. Right. That person sitting by themselves. And talk to them. Find out what their story is. They may have something to share with you that you might need. You'd be surprised how the Holy Spirit works like that. You, you think about that person and you think they, they, need, they need me to help them out, and they do. But first, listen. Listen to what their story is and then relate to them what they're saying to you. Build them up, and uh, because of what their what their story is, that that's another way to, to look at it. That's another way the Holy Spirit works in our lives is to draw out those people that have a story, but you wouldn't think it by looking at them, because nobody. Thank you. Has them. Yeah. I, I love the fact, Nancy, that you say that you were shy because some of the people that we can think of in our own lives who are quiet and maybe they don't want to share that faith story, they've been through a lot, you know. I mean, we're going through tough times right at this exact moment in time in crisis. And as people who are listening, I want to say that Sewing Hope podcast and also Nancy Ward, I'm sure that we're thinking and praying for you right now uh, for whatever you're going through, whether it's something to do with this virus and the fact that you've been home for all these months and not able to interact with people, uh, or even if you see the, the, the racial injustices and also all the violence that we're seeing right now. Uh, it's just a very uh, challenging and difficult thing to watch. Yeah. So I, I say that Nancy is doing excellent work through her writing. Uh, I want to invite people to buy that book. I would invite you to buy Sharing Your Catholic Faith Story, Tools and Tips and Testimonies. Nancy, do you mind if I read that description? I think it's a good description that you give on uh, some of the description here on Amazon. It says that every baptized Christian is called to evangelize, yet many Catholics find personal evangelism, evangelism intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. In sharing your Catholic faith story, Nancy Ward shows you that evangel evangelization can be as simple as sharing how God has worked in your life. Right. What a blessing. It, it, 
but it's so true. I mean, you know, like, like this stuff is like what, what, what we are talking about tonight is just the truth. And, and, and I, I want you all to know out there listening that, that there is, there is no, um, better person that knows your heart other than God, than you, you know? So, so just think about that for, for a moment, you know? Uh, God knows you the best. He knows you better than yourself. But then the next, the next person that knows you the best is you. It's not, it's not your spouse. It's not your, um, you know, mom or dad. It's, it's you. And, uh, there's actually a passage in Sirach where, where it talks about that. You know, um, I, I don't have the Bible in front of me, but, uh, maybe I'll put it in the show notes. And, and I, and I think that it's so important that that you, when you're sharing your story, uh, you know, share it from your heart. You share it from your heart, the heart that is, um, you know, experienced the sufferings and the worries. It's not about you know reading the catechism to somebody when you're when you're talking with them. It's about you know this is what Jesus did in my life. This is what um, you know my devotion to certain prayers and certain uh, chaplets or certain things, that is, that is what reaches into souls the most. And yes, there's all the truth of the church. Yes, there's doctrine. Yes, there's dogma. Yes, all of those things exist for a very, a very good reason. Um, but they do not replace the personal witness of somebody. I mean, you know, the, the, the greatest witness we can give is our life, you know, that's what Jesus says, too. The greatest witness we can give is our life and to lay down our life for one another. And so what does that mean sometimes? You know, it doesn't always mean, you know, martyrdom. It doesn't always mean you have to be, uh, you know, shed blood. But, but it does mean we have to give our life up to Jesus. And if that's sharing your story uh, with somebody else, then that is going to reach those hearts and reach those souls that he's asking you to do. So don't sit on your story. Don't sit with your with your hands on your story. And and I think Nancy and, and Anne, we've had such a great conversation to, tonight. You know, primarily because we're talking about our our lives and and how to share them. You know, how to how to share our lives with somebody. Um, you know, that's out there hurting right now. And you know, the title of the show is "Sowing Hope." We're here to put hope in your hearts tonight. And so, and so thank you so much for your, just both of you being so candid and open. Um, I think candid and openness is, is such an important value in sharing your story too. So thank you, uh, to, to, to each of, to each of you for, for just being, uh, candid and open with our, with our listeners and with us here tonight. Same to you, Bill, because you are as well. And I know that's what our mission here on the Sewing Hope podcast is Sewing Hope into broken hearts. I mean, how much, how many of us out there have had some kind of a broken heart in some way, uh, in, in whatever it is. I mean, it could be the loss of, of a loved one or a job or a friendship or something. Uh, that's what this podcast is all about because we do care. And I know Nancy, uh, the work that you're doing that you care about people and their lives. And I, I just commend you again for that. I thought I could read a little bit more of the description of this book, and maybe, Nancy, you can expand a little more. It says, 
as Nancy explains the importance of being able to bear witness to God's love by sharing your faith story, she, she shares her own story of lifelong conversion and shows you how to recognize the ways God has been drawing you closer to him throughout your life. You also get 10 tips on how to share your story in a way that is natural, effective, and unintimidating. Nancy, I was wondering right now if people who are listening, you know, we have about 12 or so minutes left of the show. Do you have any words right now for those who are going through tough times, whether it be something to do with this coronavirus or just the, the violence that we're seeing right now in society? I wondered if you had any uh, words of wisdom uh, through your faith to those people. Well, you know, when we look back a month or two and we see how everything has changed and and we know that a month or two from now, we'll all be in a different place. So what I want to encourage the re- listeners to do is to let us use this now that we have in front of us to bring this hope of Jesus to whoever we can by sharing his mercy to us. And when we do that, we, we receive blessings and healings ourselves because we, I don't know about you, but I, I need to journal and share in order to process all of this stuff that's coming at me faster than I can under, uh, receive it. Coronavirus confinement, you know, because he is transforming our lives. And I found myself writing and saying things that I would never have thought of. I know that's the Holy Spirit. So it's not like you're doing this yourself on your own. And so there's a lot of people out there unhappy and hurt and complaining and, and we can emerge from this, what I call the cocoon of uh, coronavirus, which is how I, how I, how I saw it, by um, stepping up to the opportunities to share what God has did for us during this this lockdown. Or, and we we as encouragers that the we we emerge. Um, by strengthening our relationship with Jesus ourselves. But we're not, we don't have all the answers. We're not better than anyone else. We haven't survived better than anyone else. We're just down to earth sharing what what God has done in our life on the same level as everyone else. But when we open our hearts to his love, it just overflows with his love and help for others. So we have to be very uh, vulnerable right now. And so, again, I, I suggest that listeners review their experiences in the last couple of months. And so, you know, what has the Lord brought you through? Think of one particular incident specifically. What story can you share of how God has given you hope when you needed it? You know, maybe like me, you fail to trust him at times and, and, you're, and you were just so unhappy did he abandon you or did he reveal his merciful love to you you in an unexpected way most grateful for tell them about your hopes for the future based on on god's faithfulness and if your post-pandemic life reflects god's goodness many will see a change in you and he'll ask you why you're so hopeful so then you have to always be ready to tell them always be ready to give an explanation why you have this hope so when you share what God did for you in the last few months, you're, you're not bragging about how well you survived. You're giving glory to God for his goodness. 
And that goodness can merge for others. As they see, I, I like what uh, expressed um, in another time uh, about sharing our faith. He said, we are to spread the good infection, spread Jesus Christ to others. Act the effects of the coronavirus by spreading the good infection, which is Jesus Christ alive in us. And this will give others a hope that they are looking for. That's so great because you connected scripture. And I think that's, that's such a good connection there for all of us that it's right from Holy Scripture, what she's saying. And uh, the personal story is just the most powerful way to love others, really. When you say to someone, you know, I want to hear what you have to say. I'm not going to interrupt you. I want you to tell me your story. I want to hear more about how God has worked in your life. Uh, I thought I would read a little bit more about that description on your uh on the Amazon description of your book for people who are just tuning in, sharing your Catholic faith story, tools, tips, and testimonies by Nancy Ward. Her website is nancyhcward.com. And now the other one is a joy alive. That's the blog. They'll recollect all the stories. And um, I talk about some of the things I've talked about today and people put their short, uh, we put short, and we, we also have a Facebook group called Your Catholic Story, and people uh, post little things on that too and encourage one another to share their story. So you've got lots of, uh, lots of different ways to share your story in writing, and then you can, uh, you can share it in, in, uh, with your voice too. That's good too. That's oh, that's good. awesome. But repeat again for us again the second website. Is it joyalive.net? Yeah, that's the blog. The blog. Okay, I wanted to make sure that I got that correctly for the people listening. Joyalive.net is the blog. So now another, um, I'm going to just read that second part of the Amazon description to the the latest book called Sharing Your Catholic Faith Story. Uh, It also says that in the second part of the book, you'll read 30 personal faith stories by Catholics from all walks of life, converts and reverts, clergy, religious, and lay folk who tell their unique stories of how God has drawn them gradually closer into his loving embrace. If you've ever wished you could be a more effective witness to God's truth and love, you should learn to share your Catholic faith story. You have a story only you can tell, and someone needs to hear it. So I just love that so much. Um, And she's also an author, as I mentioned again, at catholicmom.com. And I'm also an author there too, in case you want to check out my, my articles too. But check out Nancy Ward's articles on Catholic Mom. So uh, Nancy, as we're coming a little closer to the end of the show, I wondered if you had any uh, closing thoughts or just anything else that you wanted to communicate to people this evening. I would just say your best friend is the Holy Spirit in journaling and getting your story uh, where effective. And uh, there's a lot of other tips, but just get a quiet, build your relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's, he's been kind of neglected. Everybody talks about Jesus and God the Father, and He He's our Creator and our and our Guide and our Consoler, and especially in this time, you know, go to Him with your story, with your uh, sadness, with your joy, and uh, it will just be such a beautiful relationship if you don't already have a relationship with Him. Uh, that's what I would. That's what I would say, because before I had that, I had no idea who he was. And, and now he's just such a 
part of my life and my prayer life. We just had our, our Pentecost. We just had the, the all the, the novenas to the Holy Spirit. And he just does amazing, amazing things. Uh, in, we just uh, have to trust will and not be afraid to trust where that will will take us. And it, he just takes us just to amazing things. That's so good. And I think people who are listening right now, especially those who are feeling kind of down, you know, I said the other day on a podcast that, um, and I think Bill, you may remember this, that, you know, it's okay to feel sad sometimes. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. And sometimes, you know, when you feel that sadness, and even if it, you admit it to yourself, you know what, I feel sad. It doesn't mean that you've lost your faith. It doesn't mean that you're not still uh, joyful. Yeah, you're exactly right. In some way, it doesn't lost your faith. I'm going to tell you right now to the listeners. I mean, I feel sad when I see what's going on out there. Uh, Okay. And, And does it mean that I have lost my Catholic faith? No. What it means, I think, is an indication of who you are as a human being, that you are a real person who is identifying with the suffering of the world. It doesn't mean that you have lost your Catholic. Nancy, you probably uh, can find some agreement in that too. Um, You know, because I think as charismatic Catholics, we want to be filled with joy and hope and smiles and laughter. But, you know, sometimes it is difficult and it's okay to admit that. I think. Need to see they they need to see that they they probably see you and, and uh, Bill as very strong, you know, uh, impenetrable for, fortress of faith. And when you say, you know, I had a hard time during part of this, and and I saw a lot of suffering, and and it, it made me very sad. And I I I just cried out to I just had to go and cry out to the Lord, Lord, what can I possibly do? Lord, help this country. And, and and they don't think that strong people like you, uh, no, they would never, they would never think that, that you would do something like that, that you would be weak enough to ask for help. But mm. asking for help is part of being a Christian. You, you need yes. to, we're part of the body of Christ. We're supposed to, we're supposed to go to one another to fulfill the needs that, that we uh, um, have lacking and the Holy Spirit fills in a lot of that, amen. but so do, so do the other members of the body of Christ. A- amen. Um, you know, amen. That is, such, <laughs> it is, you know, I mean, uh, now, n- now I guess I sound like, <laughs> like a Protestant, but no, uh, it really truly is the fact that, um, you're spot on with that. And, you know, we, we need to rely on each other we have to rely on we're in this together you know i i've been watching that on my local news station here in milwaukee uh you know for the past two months where they come on and say even though we're apart we're in this together you know you're doing a great job but there is there is a part of you that is that is uh together in spirit with with people right now i know uh no matter how far um you know i am from from you know people these Zoom calls have have made me feel closer uh, to others, and so we are in this together. And so, do not just write that off. You know, just don't don't just say, "Oh, this is o-, you know, this is over." Um, you know, no, we're in this together. They, we are the, as a human race, and even though we might be isolated from one another, 
there is something that's uniting us together, and yes, we need to lean on each other. We need to talk about our our suffering. We need to talk about our sadness. We need to talk about these things together, and that's what this program does, um, you know. And and it uh, it is really you know born out of uh, out of this entire crisis almost. So it is. <laughs> so 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 this is God what this is program does. Yeah. So. So take uh, so 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 take our words and and feel our connection and you know that's the other thing as we're wrapping things up here tonight. Um, of course, I want to thank you both, but but email us. You know, right? We you know we have the email sowinghope at patchworkheart.org. Email us and just say, hey, you know, we could use some you know encouragement from you. You know, we're not as as Nancy said. You know. You shouldn't view me as somebody who's super strong. You know, you shouldn't view me as somebody who's super strong. Me either. Uh, you know, I, I'm just a regular Catholic trying to live, uh, you know, the best life. And I know that uh, is the case. So, Nancy, thank you so much for being with us tonight. It's always a pleasure. Can't wait to have you back um, on because you're just such a beautiful light in the world. This was delightful for me. <laughs> Nancy, you are amazing. And I, I, I think Bill knows this too, but I'm one of those people who doesn't just throw those words around. If I don't think it, I won't say it. <laughs> That's just who I am. Uh, but, but you are, you really are. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm amazed. And I'm so grateful to you. Please stay in touch with us. And, and I would say, Hey, come back again. I'm ready. bring me to you i'll i'll take his lead (laughs) god bless you nancy thank you thank you hey folks uh thanks for listening and tuning in tonight uh we're 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 so blessed you've been with us uh and tuning in uh to sowing hope and no matter how you're listening to it whether you're listening to it on repeat or listening to it um live uh thank you for being with us uh and in addition to that uh just really encourage you all to head over to our um and to, to our websites, uh, uh, patchworkheart.org uh, and asantis.com. You'll find out uh, more information about our ministries. Uh, that's, that's really a big uh, help to us. Uh, also consider uh, our premium content uh, subscriptions uh, with Fiat Ministry Network. We've got some really great stuff going on uh, there. And uh, to find out more about that, all you got to do is head over to patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. We've got a... a, a chock full of amazing content that you can get uh for for uh subscription so please check that out and uh and and i know you'll probably want to tease your uh your uh tv show tomorrow night on uh patchwork heart ministry and fiat ministry network uh give us a tease of what's coming up on uh, journeys in faith with you tomorrow night uh on that program yeah thank you so much bill so it's called journeys in faith with anda santas you can look that up on facebook and learn more about what this show is all about. It's on Fiat Ministry Network. So please like that page because what happens is the show goes live on that page on Facebook. And it's on at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be a Facebook Live event as well as on YouTube. And Patchwork Heart Ministry will also be carrying it as a podcast. Tomorrow's guest is Donna Heckler. She is a Catholic author and speaker and advisor, as she says. I'm so I can't wait. Awesome. Well, folks, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, again, uh, you, you've been listening to Sewing Hope with both Anne DeSantis, uh, myself, and tonight um, our guest has been Nancy Ward, uh, 
go over and check out Nancy's uh, websites, nancyhcward.com and also uh, joyalive.net. Uh, we really appreciate you being with us one more time. Uh, check out our Patreon. Check out our websites. Uh, we really appreciate all that you do as listeners uh, to our programs. Uh, we really, really enjoy it. Don't f- don't forget to email us, sewinghope at patchworkheart.org, for more uh, encouragement throughout your week. I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present Hear Your Faith, a brand new audio subscription service that features a growing collection of uplifting Catholic audio choruses, talks, and other exclusive content to help you grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Catholicism. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry.